0: the following is a production of phoenix media the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners thank you for tuning in to silver age heroes radio theater i'm your host christian phoenix Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater.
1: Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! look! It's a bird!
2: It's a plane! It's Superman!
1: And now, Superman, valiant fighter for truth and justice, mighty champion of the weak and the oppressed, who came to Earth from the planet Krypton, and who walks about among men disguised as mild Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. Slopes of Music Mountains, softened by heavy rains, have advanced on the town of New Birmingham. And particularly on that part surrounding the plant where precious radium is refined from the ores of black pitchblend. While Lois Lane helps frantic women pack up their belongings and get children safely on buses, Kent has found that truckloads of pitchblende ore worth thousands of dollars are being moved from the refinery that night. And that the mysterious group which works through Dr. Horace Morton plans to bring on a violent storm that will make its plundering easy. Not knowing how or where they plan to strike. Not being able to tell Lois how much he knows. Kent works on assisting the desperately hurrying families. Not much time to go. He knows the record's plan to strike at 10 o'clock. And so far, Lois refuses to believe him. Listen.
3: Oh, Mr. Ains
4: don't know what to do. Where's Jimmy and Susie? Now, Miss McNair, everything's all right. Your husband's gone on ahead with the friends. The children, Miss Lane. I can't leave the children. They'll be all right. They're on the bus, aren't they? Well, they're on the bus, but I don't know. I don't know. Oh, oh. Listen to it. That's the monster. It's moving. Nonsense, nonsense. That does thunder, Mrs. McNamara. Lois, remember what I said. There's a storm coming up. Don't bother me about that now. Go ahead, Mrs. McNamara. You get on that bus, too. It's the last one. Go on. Oh, Miss Lane, it's a blessed angel. You've been us like this. You come, too. No, I'll be all right. We've got a car. Is everybody on? Go ahead, driver. Go on. <laughs> We got them all. Whatever happens now, they won't be caught here. Lois, Miss Lane, I just thought of something else. Mr. Kent, it's no use. I just won't believe my Uncle Horace is mixed up with any gang of criminals. You can talk until you're blue in the face. But unless you've got something better to go on than a hunch, I'm not going to...
1: Now, look here. You admit he can control the weather. You told me that much yourself. Well, I know, but... Well, then you also know that he's with the gang. Now, what if the gang is making him do it? What if they plan to bring down the mountain and block those trucks, maybe tonight? Yes, and all those people on their buses, too, and the
2: kids.
4: Clark... They wouldn't do that. They couldn't. Well, they might.
1: And if they were, what could we do about
4: it? Oh, it, it's too terrible. What could we do?
1: Lois, well, I've, I've had an idea. If there is anything in this, if your uncle is back of all this rain, where would he be working from?
4: Well, well, how should I know?
1: Well, nobody knows, but we can guess.
4: All his equipment is back up at the observatory, isn't it? Right on the mountain itself.
1: Oh, but Clark, he
4: couldn't be there. They've had a guard up there ever since he disappeared. Oh,
1: I know, I know. But guards can fall asleep, can't they? Anyway, we don't really know where his scientific stuff is or how he works it. It might be somewhere out in the woods. But Mr. Kent. Kennedy... Even if the guard's right on the job, the place is locked and he's on the outside. What if there's a secret entrance? It's not impossible.
4: Well, there might be. Oh, I don't know. What do you think we ought to do? What's the time? Wait. Quarter past
1: nine. They're pulling it off at ten.
4: What? What do you say?
1: I oh, nothing. Look here, Miss Lane. Are you game for something?
4: You know I am. What is it?
1: I want to go up to that observatory right now and look it over. You never can tell. We might find something. Yes, but what if we don't? Well, we're no worse off, are we? Come on. Back to the car and let's go. We can make it in half an hour, storm or no storm.
4: Thunder. There is a storm.
1: Yes, or else it's the mountain starting another slide. Come on. Here's the car.
4: Well, here we're all back again. Find anything on your side?
3: Shh, quiet. I think I saw a light.
4: Did you? Where?
3: I'm not sure.
1: Look here. I'm going to try and break in. Maybe I can pry open a window. Hmm, Do you think it's safe? That won't be if the guards catch us. You go back to the road and keep an eye out.
4: Hurry. All right. If I see anything, I'll either whistle or come back. Be careful, please.
1: There she goes. Good girl. Plenty of grit. I don't want her around when it's time for Superman to act. Did I see something? I'll say I did. Got to get around the corner. There's a light in the cellar. I didn't notice that window before. It was hidden behind a bush. Here we are. Now, let's see. Great Scott. Collins is down there, the gang leader, with a gun. Yes, there he is, the devil standing right back of Morton. Morton's working at his equipment. Uh, And there's the police guard tied up in a corner. Well, my friend, you won't be carrying your plans much further. I'll get down where you are right through the wall in one crash. Here goes.
3: Yeah.
1: Ah! Out for the light. Don't use that gun, Collins. Don't do it. I warned you. All right, take it. <coughs> uh, now then, where's that lamp? Oh, never mind. I can see all right. Dr. Morton. Dr. Morton. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, what's, what's happened? Dr. Morton, it's me. Clark Kent. I guess there was an explosion. The whole wall went out. How are you? Are you hurt? Collins, watch out oh, Collins. Oh, don't worry. He's out like a light.
2: Mr. Gantz, Laura! what's happened? I
1: heard the crash. Lois, right down
2: here, down that hole. It's all right. Bring your flashlight. Lois, Lois, oh, thank heaven you come. Quit, quick,
4: quick. Uncle Horace, are you all right? Oh, Clark, what's
2: happened? They carried me off, made me work, made me create bad weather. Lois, they're criminals. And that man, Collins... He's the head. to be quick. Don't wait. Dr. Morton, what do you mean? The final storm. Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock tonight. What? Uncle Horace, it's ten o'clock now. Trucks. Trucks loaded with radium. They're going to bring down the mountain. I called up a storm. It's coming. Yes. Not only the trucks, the buses, all the children. Oh, Uncle, stop it. Turn it back. Dr. Morton. Stop the storm. I can't. It's gone too far. If you come five minutes sooner... Listen, enough... Clark, it's coming. It is. Dr. Morton, where is it going to happen? Where are they going to catch the trucks? Quick, now, quick. Maybe I can head them off. The forest hill pass beyond the refinery. Forest hill pass. But you can't stop until too late. The whole side of the... the cliff is loose. They'll block the trucks and steal everything. Lois, you stay here. Watch your uncle... Untie Devlin, there in the corner. Then have him tie up Collins. Oh,
4: Clark! Hurry, hurry! You may be in time. All those children! I'll hurry all I can.
1: Out the way I came in. There. Out. Out we go. Forest Hill Pass, eh? Superman against the mountain. Not much time. Got to hurry. Out and up, master. In the wind, faster than an airplane, Superman streaks toward the narrow cut known as Forest Hill Pass. and you make it in time, already the line of trucks creeps up the slope. Behind them, the swaying, rocking bus, brightly lighted, eager boys and girls, knowing nothing of the treacherous mass of rock and earth poised on the heights above.
4: Now you keep quiet. Oh, I declare it's more than I can stand. Shut your noise, all of you. Oh, look where we are. Look out the windows. If it isn't Forest Hill Pass. Oh, children, we'll be safe out of here before we know it. Oh, look, it's starting to rain again.
3: Ah,
1: there are the trucks. Right in the pass. There's the school bus right behind them. Great heavens, look at that rain coming down in sheets. Oh, and there comes the mountain. It's moving. Got to get there. Down. Down. Those men of the trucks. They've stopped. They're running away. Well, I could use those trucks myself. If I can stop that slide just for a minute, the bus can get through. Down. Down. Oh, it's coming. If I can fling the trucks in the way to make a barrier too bad about the radio, more. I will dump that, maybe I can hold them mountain long enough for the buses to get by, now, now, ah. there goes one truck, ah. 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 and another, maybe I can make it yet, still coming down, and here's the bus with the children in it, now, now, quick, quick, with another truck, ah. there, that ought to do it, hurry, hurry, it's stopped for a second, keep that
2: thing going, keep that bus going, you'll make it,
1: Hurry! Ah, made it. They're safe. The bus for the children got through. They're all right. They got through. Okay, Music Mountain, come ahead and do your worst. You can't hurt anybody
4: now. Another
1: cup of tea? No. No, thank you, Lord. I'm feeling much better now. But what about you, Mr. Kent? Oh, I'm doing fine. Splendid attempt you made, Kent. I mean to get down the mountain last night. Well, as it turned out, I, I didn't have to warn them the trucks were wrecked, but the children got through, and after all, that was the main thing. It
4: was very strange about the trucks, wasn't it? They looked as if someone had just picked them up and thrown them right at the mountain.
1: Quite so. Being considered enough to dump them carefully first. How do you explain it, Me? then? Me? Gosh, I don't explain it. I can't. But what about you, Dr. Morton? What about the Morton system of weather control? Now, don't forget, Lois and I want a good long interview about that for next Sunday's paper. How about starting talking right now, eh? No, I think not, Mr. Kent. I'm sorry, but I think not.
4: Why, Uncle Lois, what do you mean?
1: Uh, Lois, I've made up my mind. I think the weather is best left to nature. When we try to interfere with nature's way of doing things, we make only trouble. But, Doctor, look here. I'm sorry, Mr. Kent. I realize I owe you much, but I owe humanity more. My secret is one that is better left unknown. The Morton system is dead. forgotten, destroyed. My story, I'm afraid, is one which will never be printed. So ends the adventure of Dr. Horace Morton, the man who made the weather. Kent and Lois are disappointed that they will have no story for Editor White. But another assignment is close at hand, even more thrilling, more dramatic. Tune in next time and follow the story of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine.
3: Behold oh,
1: my process.
0: Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha. Uh-huh. It's the loop great subscription box, yeah, for an exclusive loop on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. ha uh-huh. <laughs> ha. From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX Collectible Boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming Video Game Box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! To the Loot Crate Lower Box. What's with today, huh? Rouses! With cuts starting as large as 11 mile an per month, those are box just about for all co To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X-Media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, did You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman.
1: Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the
2: sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman!
1: Now Superman, strange visitor from another world, champion of the weak and the oppressed, valiant fighter for truth and justice, who mingles with ordinary men disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet newspaper. As our story opens today, the huge presses of the Daily Planet are working at top speed. A horrible catastrophe has struck the manufacturing town of Melville, and Terry White, editor of the Planet, has ordered an extra edition of the paper. At the same time, he has instructed Clark Kent and Lois Lane, the planet's Star reporters, to hurry to Melville for an eyewitness story of the catastrophe. As their car speeds out of the darkening city, they discuss their assignment together.
4: How long will it take us to get to Melville, Mr. Kent? About an hour.
1: We make good time. Mr. White wired the owner of the factory, a man named Holbine. He's probably expecting us. Poor fellow must be all broken up.
4: What caused the explosion? I didn't get the details
1: Well, there aren't many details Explosion occurred in a doll factory and killed 13 employees That's all we know What sort of an explosion could wreck a doll factory And take such a terrific toll of life is a mystery to me
4: Every assignment you go out on seems to have mystery connected with it, Mr. Kent I sometimes wonder whether you don't manage to create the mystery What do you mean? Forget it Not worth discussing, really how well, about stepping on it? I'm anxious to get this
1: thing over with and get back to town. Joe. I told you to stay at the factory to keep people from snooping around. I know, Mr. Holbein, but this telegram came and I figured it might be important. You don't have to worry about the factory. Nobody's snooping around. Um, Joe. What's the matter, Mr. Holbein? Listen to this telegram. Clark Kent and Lois Lane, Daily Planet reporters, will arrive Melville 8 tonight to get a complete story back to the explosion. Your cooperation will be appreciated. Perry White, editor. Reporters, huh? <laughs> well, you'll handle them, okay. Just like you handle the chief of police and them fire inspectors. This is different, Joe. This reporter, Kent. I've read about him. He won't be so easy to handle. No, we can't take any chances. with my well, they're coming, you can't stop them. We have to stop them. Listen to me. There's no train until 10, so it means they're coming by automobile. You will meet them before they reach the bridge and see that they turn back. Suppose they don't want to turn back. There can be no such thing. You will tell them the road is closed. If that doesn't work, do the next best thing. You mean... I mean accidents can happen. Very serious accidents. I get you. I remember, Joe... They must not reach Melville under any conditions. Under any conditions.
4: Well, you must have taken the wrong road back at that fork, Mr. Kent. We've been riding more than an hour.
1: I'm sure this is the right road. Are you getting
4: tired? No, just bored. What's that up ahead? Red light? Someone's waving a lantern in the middle of the road. Now, don't tell me we have to detour. That's all I need to make the trip perfect. I don't see
1: any construction. What's the trouble? Where are you headed? Melville. We're reporters. Daily Planet. Oh, yeah? Well, you'll have to turn back. Road's closed.
4: Oh, can't we possibly get through?
1: Not a chance, lady. River went over its banks. Road's four feet deep in water. There isn't any water here. You're on a hill, mister. The river's down in the valley. But we've got to get through. We're covering a story, that, that factory explosion in Melville. Nothing to it, mister. Boiler blew up. No story there.
4: Well, then let's turn back. We've wasted enough time. Just
1: a minute. Isn't there another road we can take? Nope. This is the only one that goes into Melville. Well, i got to be getting back. Sorry. Well, I don't see the point
4: in sitting here staring into space, Mr. Kent. Turn the car around. Oh,
1: wait. This doesn't look like a hill to me, and I don't see any valley below All of which
4: proves what?
1: Well, it may prove nothing, but I'll find out soon enough. You stay here. I'll run up ahead and have a look.
4: Clark Kent, you're an obstinate
1: fool. Be back in a minute. She can't see me around that bend. Lucky, too. This looks like a job for Superman. Well, here goes. So, the road's flooded, is it? Not a drop of water. The river is just where it should be. I thought that man with a lantern was lying. But why? What's his purpose in trying to keep us out of Melville? Wait. Here he comes now. He might not be willing to talk for Clark Kent, but he'll save plenty for Superman. I'll just drop down on the road. Good evening. Hey, Hey, where'd you come from? Never mind that. I understand you've been telling people this road is flooded. What's the big idea? Listen, I ain't got time to fool around with no guy in a masquerade costume. Beat it. Not before you answer a few questions. Beat it, I said. Go on before I let you have it. Put that gun back in your pocket. It might go off. That's what it's for. Now, scram. I said put that gun up. Stand back or I'll shoot. Stand back. Go ahead. Shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Those bullets bounced off my chest and you're lucky they didn't snap back and take your eyes out. Now, it's my turn. Number one, you're getting rid of that gun. Ah. Number two, you're going to talk or I'll break you apart. Who sent you to stop us on the road? Nobody, nobody.
3: Oh, oh, you're please.
1: lying. Maybe this'll loosen your
2: tongue. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, don't. Don't let me again. Don't.
1: I'll talk. All right. Make it fast. What's behind all this?
2: It ain't my fault, mister. I'm getting paid. Get, Who's get. paying
1: you and why? Give me a chance, mister. I'll tell you. Get, where are you? You had your oh. chance and missed it. Now it's too late. Oh. Miss Lane is coming up the road. I'm afraid I'll have to put you to sleep. No, no, don't. Sorry. Oh. Next time, don't wait so long.
2: Mr. Oh. Kent.
1: Mr. Kent. Can't let Lois see me this way. I'll duck behind a bush and change back to Clark Kent again.
2: Mr. Kent, where are you? Why don't you answer? Here I am, Miss Lane. Well, what happened? I heard shots and, and cried for help. Well, that
1: man who stopped us on the road wasn't telling the truth. The road isn't flooded at all. But
4: the shots, I heard two shots. Well,
1: he pulled a gun and fired at me. Fortunately, he missed. We had a fight and, well, I guess I knocked him out. There he is on the grass at the side of the road.
4: You knocked him out? Well, he sort of ran into my fist.
1: Let's get back to the car. The sooner we reach Melville, the better.
4: Well, what about the man? Oh, he'll come to,
1: all right. Come on.
4: Say, what's this all about, Mr. Kent? I don't
1: know, but... looks like someone's trying to keep us from reaching Melville. Why? That's what I can't explain. Here, get in.
4: Mr. Kent, have you told me everything? Of course. I don't like this at all.
1: Well, whether you like it or not, Miss Lane, you're in for mystery. And unless I miss my guess... Plenty of mystery. Hello? How much? This is Joe. Yes. They got through. We're reported. They fell a drill. They had some l You fool. I told you to stop them. I couldn't.
2: The freak guy grabbed me... Never
1: and... mind. Now listen to me. Take the back road and get here before they do. Come to my house. Uh, no, no. Go to the factory and keep watch there. You understand? Yeah, Sure. And this time, make no mistakes. <coughs> ah, that must be Holbein's doll factory across the street. Not much of it left, is there, Miss Lane? Just one wall standing.
4: Oh, terrible! Nothing yeah. but loose bricks. What do you intend doing? Oh, I'll
1: look around. Must be a watchman or a caretaker. You wait here in the car.
4: Just a moment, Mr. Kent. If you think I came along to watch you get a story, you're crazy. Well, go ahead. Mess around in that pile of bricks. I'm going up to interview Mr. Holbein at his home. Come
1: on. Lois. wait. Oh, the silly little fool. Hope she doesn't get into trouble. Oh, well. Might as well look around. Oh, that explosion, whatever it was, certainly wrecked this place. Hello. Here comes someone. Watchman, I guess. Oh, no, it's the man who stopped us on the road, the fellow I hit. He recognizes me. Hey, what do you want? Me? Oh, nothing. Just looking around. A terrible explosion. All right, keep walking, mister. Hey, wait a minute. Ain't you the reporter? Uh, reporter? No, no, I'm a traveling salesman. I uh, sell ties. I've got some samples at my hotel if you're interested. Ah, uh, never mind. Keep moving. Yeah, sure. Good night. All oh, right, that was a close shave. He knew he'd seen me before. I just stuck around the corner here out of sight. Now, off for these clothes. I think it's high time Superman did a little investigating. Something hidden under that pile of bricks, and I have a faint idea it may be a clue to the cause of the explosion. Well, we'll find out soon enough. Up! Up! And away! Do you have a cigarette, Miss Lane? Or perhaps a drink?
4: No, thank you, Mr. Holbein. No, you were about to tell me how the
1: explosion in your doll factory occurred. Oh, yes. Well, it's not easy to talk about, Miss Lane. All those poor people.
4: Well, what caused
1: uh, The boiler. Uh, yes, the boiler in the basement blew up. All of a sudden, Miss Lane, without warning. Oh, it was terrible.
4: Were you in the factory at the time, Mr. Holbein?
1: No, no, but it would have been better if I had been. Yes, much better. For 20 years, I've made dolls. Pretty dolls, and then comes this. Well,
4: it wasn't your fault, Mr. Holbein. You're not to blame. Well, I think I have enough information. I'll go back and pick up Mr. Kent.
1: Mr. Kent? The telegram had said Mr. Kent was coming...
4: Yes, he stopped off to look at the factory. He's probably rummaging through the brick. What? I said he's probably rummaging through the brick.
1: Oh, he is, is he? Of
4: course, he won't find anything.
1: I'm not so sure about that.
4: Well, Mr. Holbein, what do you mean?
1: My man Joe doesn't take care of him. Maybe he will find something. So in case he does, I think you'd better stay here. Let me by! No, I'll keep you here just in case. The door's locked, Miss Lane. Don't waste your time. Let me
4: out of here. You can't do this.
1: I can do this and more.
4: Why are you holding me here anyway? Because
1: you come snooping into my business and I don't like to have people snooping. Well, then you're
4: hiding something. Something about the explosion. Yes,
1: I am hiding something. And if your friend, Mr. Kent, finds out what I'm hiding, you will never leave this house alive. Will Superman find anything in the ruins of the doll factory? And if he does, will it mean death for Lois? How far does Holbein dare go to guard the mystery lurking behind the shattered walls of his doll factory? And what is that mystery? Tune in next time and follow the thrilling story of Superman.
2: Up in the sky, look! It's a bag! It's a plane! It's Superman!
1: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're
0: tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman.
1: Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the look!
2: It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
1: Superman. Courageous visitor from another world. Champion of the weak and the oppressed. Who came to Earth when the planet Krypton was destroyed by giant quake. Who now mingles with ordinary men disguised as Clark Kent. A mild-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet newspaper. When an explosion wrecked Hans Holbein's doll factory in the manufacturing town of Melville. Neither Clark Kent nor Lois Lane, sent to cover the story, suspected there was anything sinister behind the unfortunate accident that took a toll of 13 lives. But mysterious things soon began to happen. An attempt was made to stop Kent and Lois on the road. But Superman took a hand. Arrived in Melville, Kent remained at the ruins of the Dow factory, while Lois went to interview Hans Holbein, the owner. Learning from Lois that Kent was at the factory, endeavoring to determine the cause of the explosion, Holbein immediately imprisoned her in his house and threatened her with death if Kent discovered anything in the factory ruins. Leaving Lois bound and gagged in a closet, Holbein hurried to the factory, where Kent, as Superman, has already burrowed deep down into the pile of bricks, searching for evidence. Listen, Joe. Where are you, Joe? I hear you, Mr. Holbein. What's up? Keep that light out. Where's the reporter, Kent? Reporter? I ain't seen no reporter. Well, he's here, stumping around. You didn't see him? Say, wait a minute. I thought that guy was him. Who, who, who are you talking about? Guy came up the street about ten minutes ago and... He looked like the same guy I stopped on the road, that reporter. But he said he was an act I cell. Now, you fool, it was Clark Kent. Where'd he go? I told him to beat it. And he did. You sure? What? I seen him turn the corner. What's that noise? Noise? I don't hear no noise. Keep that light out. Now, listen. Here. Yeah. Now I hear it. Maybe it's rats. Give me that flashlight. Follow me quietly. You think it's better order, Mr. Holborn. Got my gun in case. Quiet, you fool! Don't move. Now, do you think it's rats? No, that ain't rats. It must be him. Kent on the other side of that pile of bricks. I'll fix him, Mr. Holbein. One slug from this pity ain't no. There's other way, better wait to you. They got of stupid. Back must be quickly. Yeah, the shadows. Now listen to me. We must work fast. I'm listening. That wall. The one that's still standing. It has a crack in it, hasn't it? Yeah, a big crack. The fire inspector said it'll have to be torn down in the morning before it topples over. It'll topple over tonight. An accident. What? I don't get you. The wind could make it fall. And would it be our responsibility if that reporter Kent was underneath it when it fell? Would the wind ain't strong enough to topple it? And we'll help the wind with a small amount of dynamite. Have a stick placed in the crack. That'll make the wall topple, no? Sure. And muffle it so nobody will hear the charge go. Off. You're a smart boy, Joe. Sometimes. Now, there's one more thing. That girl Miss lane. She could be, be snooping around the factory, too, when the wall topples. Sure, she could. All right. Take my car and go for her. She's locked in the hall. Clouds are tied up. Right, here are the keys. Now, hurry. But don't let anyone see you. I'll wait on the corner. Okay. I'll be back before you know it. Oh. It's dusty work. I'm near the basement now. It would have been much easier to plow right through these bricks, but I had to be careful that watchman or whatever he is didn't hear me. There. Now to get these beams out of the way.
3: There. That
1: does it. All clear. What's this? Oh, the boiler, eh? The one that was supposed to have blown up. Didn't blow up at all. Evidently, something else was responsible for that explosion. Something Holbein would like to keep undercover. Well, it won't be undercover very long, not if I have anything to do with it. Ah, here. This looks like something. Broken packing case. I'll rip some of these boards off. Case of dolls. Most of them are crushed. This is the pretty one. Blonde hair and a blue dress. Too bad the body's cracked or I'd save it for law. Hold on. Something queer about this doll. What's that inside the body? That's a metal cylinder. Wait a minute. They all have metal cylinders. Now I'm beginning to understand a few things and I think this is a job for the police. I'll just take some of these unusual dolls and discuss the matter with the chief of police as Clark Kent reporter. Holbein, things don't look so good for
3: you. Up!
1: Up! And away! Red cape streaming in the night wind, Superman wings through the darkness, convinced he has stumbled on an important clue to the mysterious explosion in the doll factory. Five minutes later, as Clark Kent, Daily Planet reporter... He is talking with the local chief of police in the latter's office. As I said, Mr. Kemp, there's not much we know about Goldbine. Except that he rented the factory a year ago, set up machinery, and began making dolls. Harmless enough business, if you ask me. Harmless enough on the surface? What do you mean by that? Here, Chief. Look at these dolls. Mm -hmm. Let me open one. There. See what's in it? Yes. powder of black powder. Looks like pepper. But I can assure you it isn't. Here, we'll just pour a few grains into this ashtray. Kent, it may be dangerous. Don't no worry, Chief. Now we'll touch the flame to the few grains of black powder in the ashtray. be careful. Kent, Kent, are you all right? I'm all right. Chief, there's enough of this powder in each of these metal cylinders to blow a battleship apart. What? It's the most powerful explosive I've ever seen. And Holbein was packing it inside dolls. But why, Kent? Why? That's what we have to find out immediately. At least we know what caused the factory explosion. Someone must have set this stuff off accidentally. I'll have Holbein picked up and brought down here. He's got plenty to explain. No, 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 wait. That's Hmm? not the way, Chief. We mustn't let him think we know as much as we do. It would be better if you and I had a little private talk with him. Yes, maybe you're right. That's are we'll find him at his house. You know, Kent, never in all my life would I have suspected anything like this. Clark Kent's plan is a good one. But unknown to him, Hans Holbein has already set his devilish scheme of destruction into action. At this very moment, he is huddled in the shadow of the factory wall that is still standing, while Joe, his helper, widens the crack in the wall with a mallet and spike. say the girl Miss Lane fainted, Joe? Yeah. She was out cold when I opened the closet, made it easy to handle. It. You took off the ropes and the gag before you put her inside under this wall, didn't you? Sure. Good. It must look like an accident. Is that reporter still in there snooping around? Uh, he must be. He didn't come out on the street. There, now. She's ready for the dynamite. I wrapped the stick in cotton, and, and muffled. Here she goes. Put a long fuse on her, Joe. Five minutes. Time enough for us to get back to the house. Good. i better light the fuse. What time is it? Five minutes to ten. That means she'll blow a ten shot goes. Joe, a car coming up the street. Quick, this way. Well, if Holbein isn't here at the factory, Chief, we can question his watchman. He's the same fellow who tried to keep Miss Lane and myself from entering Melville. I can't understand Holbein's not being home, Ken. Particularly since you say Miss Lane went up to interview them. No, that's what worries me. Her car was parked in front of Holbein's house, but the place was empty. We searched every room after we climbed in that open window. Well, don't worry. Let's look around here. Hello? Anybody here? No answer. Let me have your flashlight. I know the way over these bricks. Mm. Where's that watchman you were talking about? Oh, no, I don't know. It seems to have vanished. I don't like this. What do you mean? Well, Holbein gone, Miss Lane gone, and the watchman gone. We'll find them all. Chief, wait a minute. What is it? You hear something? Faint sputtering. No, no, I don't. Where's it coming from? Over there. Well, that's a blank wall. The only one left standing. Fire department condemned it. They're going to tear it down in the morning. You still hear that sputtering? Yes, faintly. You didn't leave your car running, did you? I can't remember. Chances are how I did. Say, you've got good hearing if you can catch that motor, I It's pretty quiet. No, it's not a motor. It's a sputtering. Mm-hmm. I guess he, I'm going over to investigate. What's that? A town Hall clock. What time is it? it? must be 10 o'clock. Chief, what's that over there? It looks like a woman's shoe. It is a woman's shoe. One of Lois Lane's shoes. Chief, Lois is somewhere around here. Maybe behind that wall.
2: She's in danger.
1: 10 o'clock. And the fuse has burned down to its last fraction of an inch. Only a few seconds left for Superman to snatch Lois from disaster. What happens in these fleeting moments? Tune in next time and follow the thrilling story of Superman.
2: Up in the sky, look! It's a day! It's a plane! It's Superman!
1: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine
0: you're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
1: Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up
2: in the sky, look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
1: Now, Superman. Strange visitor from another world who has come to Earth as champion of the weak and the oppressed. Superman who can bend steel in his bare hands and race a speeding bullet to its target. And who mingles with ordinary men disguised as Clark Kent, meek-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet newspaper. If you remember, Clark Kent and Lois Lane, a girl reporter for the Daily Planet, were sent to Melville, an upstate manufacturing town, to investigate a mysterious explosion in a Dow factory. Hans Holbein, owner of the factory, claimed the explosion was due to a boiler that blew up. But Kent, as Superman, found otherwise. Digging in the bricks, Superman discovered a case of dowels. But they were not ordinary dowels. The body of each dowel contained a metal cylinder filled with a dangerous super explosive, enough to blow up a battleship. Taking his evidence to the police, Kent enlisted the aid of the chief. In the meantime... Lois Lane, who had sought an interview with Holbein at his home, is in the clutches of the Dahl factory owner and his helper, Joe. Unconscious from fright and apprehension, Lois was carried into the dark ruins of the factory and placed beneath a dynamite-loaded wall that is timed to collapse at 10 o'clock. Unable to locate either Holbein or Lois at the Dahl manufacturer's house, Kenton, the police chief, rushed down to the factory to find them there as the town clock holds the ominous hour of 10. Listen. Chief! This shoe I just picked up. It belongs to Lois Lane. She's here somewhere. But where, Kent? Where? I don't know. Maybe behind that wall. I'm gonna look. You stay here, Chief. All right. Keep that light out. I'll call if I need you.
3: That sputtering I
1: heard before. Must be a fuse. But where? Where? Something's going to happen. When it does, I must be prepared. It's Superman... I'll make the change now just in case. Now for a look around. What's that near the wall? Great Scott, it's Lois. Lois Lane stretched out on a pile of bricks. Oh, the wall is toppling over. Chief, go back. Run. The wall's coming down. Gotta get Lois before that wall crushes Falling, falling. Not a second affair. Quickly. Uh, yes. yes. Is she all right? Yes, Chief. That wall missed us by an inch. I don't understand it. I thought you were both caught under it. It's a miracle. Nothing but a miracle. We were lucky at that. You see, I was right. I did hear sputtering. The sputtering of a fuse. Someone put dynamite in that wall to make it collapse. Not just someone, Kent. It was Holbein and whoever's working with him. I'll see that he goes up for attempted murder if it's the last thing I do. Uh.
3: Help!
1: Yeah, she's coming too. Oh, help! Oh no, everything's all right, Miss Lane. Just take it easy. Oh,
3: Clark, uh, Mr.
4: Kent, what happened?
1: Yeah, that's what we'd like to know. How did you get here, Miss
4: Lane? I, I don't remember. I was interviewing that man Holbein. I told him Mr. Kent was at the factory looking around. Me. He got very angry. He wouldn't let me leave. I fought with him. Yes, what happened? He, he tied me up and put a gag in my mouth. And then I
3: guess I painted.
1: I get it now. They brought her down here. Never mind about that now, Chief. The important thing is to locate Holbein. I'd to take you to a hotel, Miss Lane. Oh, no,
4: you won't, Clark Kent. This is my assignment as much as it is yours. What's this about dynamite?
1: Well, it's, it's a long story, and you must be tired. I'll tell you some other time.
4: No, so you'll tell me right now. Why did Holbein flare up when I told him you were looking around the factory, huh?
1: Because he was hiding something. That factory explosion wasn't caused by a boiler blowing up. Not by a long shot. It was those dolls.
4: Dolls? What do you mean?
1: The dolls Holbein made were only a blind. Each one of them was loaded with a grayish black powder. A deadly, high-powered explosive. Enough to blow this whole town sky high.
4: Yes, but why? What was his object? That's what we don't know.
1: And won't know until we get our hands on Holbein. And the sooner we do that, the better. I think we'll go back to his house, Chief. Maybe he's there now. Oh, uh, hold on, Kent. There's something I forgot to tell you. A huh? clean my mind and the excitement. What is it? Holbein owns a plane. A two-seater monoplane. Keeps it at the Sudbury Airport. What? I'll wager it heading there right now, figuring on skipping. Why didn't you tell me? Here we've been wasting all this time. Where is the airport? Sudbury It's five miles west of Melville on the turnpike. We can drive there in ten minutes. I can get there faster alone. See you later. But... Now, doesn't that beat all? How on earth does he expect to get there faster than a car was take?
4: Oh, it isn't it a get there faster, Chief. Just first, to hog all the glory. Where's your car?
1: It's just down the street. Well,
4: oh, come on, we're racing to the airport.
1: No, no sense all of us going to one place. Maybe it would be better if we took a run up to Holbein's house from the chance there sort of cover all possibilities.
4: Why, he won't be there. He'll be at the airport and Kent will catch him. He's just that lucky.
1: Can't tell that Holbein's looking up to think he can talk himself out of this without running away. Come on, Miss Lane. Won't be anything, more.
4: Oh, all right, but I'll bet my last dollar Clark Kent comes in with Holbein in a story.
1: Both Lois Lane and the chief of police are in for an too pleasant surprise. For even as their car speeds through the darkness, Hans Holbein nervously paces the living room floor of his house. While Joe, his helper, stand to the window with drawn blinds. Listen. Well, well, all clear, Mr. Holbine. Don't worry. It's not a chance this being pinned on us. Yes, that's what you think. But that car. The one that drove up to the factory while we were fixing the dynamite in the wall. Well, what about it? It was a police car. I saw it. Well, listen, you can talk those cops out of anything. Take it easy, Mr. Holbine. Just take it easy. Uh, what time is it? At best, hell, Oh, seven hours. That's a long time. What's going to happen in seven hours? It'll be dawn. We go to the airport, take the plane, fly to the island. There, we'll be safe until this blows over. What about the rest of the dolls buried under the bricks? Aye. to leave them there with all that stuff in them? Well, it can't be helped. Well, but if the wall top over, um, and two reporters, the fellow and the girl, they can't do any talking. Hell, I'm not sure what happens. I can't take any chances. There's too much at stake. Look out the window again, Joe. Yeah. Still clear. No, wait a minute. There's a car coming up the street. Who is it, Joe? Who is it? How can I tell from here? She's slowing up. Stopping at the curb. It's a police car. No, 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 no it can't be. That's what it is. Two people getting out. Looks like the chief and... fine. It's that girl reported. There, you see? The wall didn't fall. She got away. Shh. Coming up the wall. Stand back. This thirty-eight'll will finish him fair. No, Joe. Not for the gun. Here, let me talk to him first. Here. Here, you heights closet, Quick. Open up, old man. Uh, One moment, please. Come on, open up. All right. No funny work now, old man. I've got your covered. Up with your hands. I... I don't understand. You will soon enough. Close the door, Miss Lane. Well... No. What have you got to say for yourself, time. I'm sorry, but you'll have to explain. Explain what? The dolls with the black powder inside them?
4: Yes, and tying me up and throwing me into a
1: closet? fine, we've got you dead to rights. I'm arresting you for manslaughter because 13 people lost their lives when your factory exploded. And if that isn't enough, I'll hold you for the attempted murder of Miss Lane. That's what you think, copper. Uh, Joe, don't shoot. All right, then he gets it this way.
3: Now
1: <coughs> oh, it's your turn, sister. Joe, stop. What do you want her to do? Blab her mouth off? Put down that gun, Joe. All right, it's your funeral.
3: But chief he's
1: Stay right where you are, Miss Lane. You've caused me enough trouble. You and your friend. Now I'll see to it that you remain harmless for a long time.
2: You can't get away with this. You top can't get away top with this. No, let me go. Let Watch, me go. you've your eyes out. Let me yes.
4: go, I yes. tell yes. you.
1: Let me yes. go. Yes. No. Now, keep quiet. Now, Joe, pack up the bags quickly. Where are we going, the island. We can't wait for dawn. You're not
4: taking me to any island. Shut
1: up, sister. We'll take care of you later. I'll handle it, Joe. I know what I'm doing. Now pack up the
4: bags and make a fun. You can't get away
2: with this. You can't get away with this. He's
1: gone. Meanwhile, at the Sudbury Airport, Superman finds Holbein's plane still in its hangar, and no sign of the Dow factory owner. He wings lift back to Melville, red cloak streaming in the wind, his powerful figure shrouded in protective darkness. <laughs> The chief must have thought I was crazy to run out on him the way I did. Lois must certainly think I'm trying to hog the story. Well, there are times when what people think is unimportant. I wonder where Holbein did go. It wasn't at the airport, that much I know. I searched the place high and low. Look, there are the lights of Melville up ahead. There's the main road. I can see a car running along it. I'll drop down and have another look at the factory. Maybe he's there. Down... No, nobody there. Might as well try the house again. Probably find Lawrence and the chief there.
3: Faster, faster! Here
1: we are, right in Holbein's front yard. I'd better change back to Clark Kent before going in. There, that does it. Now up the steps. no answer. That's funny. I'll try again. Well, if you won't open for Clark Kent, you'll open for Superman. Here goes. One more. That does it. But what the... The chief on the floor. Chief. Chief, what happened?
3: Hold uh, mine. Man came out of closet. Yes. Slugly.
1: Chief, what happened to Lois? Miss Lane?
3: Don't oh, no.
1: Lois! Miss Lane, where are you? She's gone. Holbein's gone. Oh, why did I ever leave her? Now there's no telling where she is. Wait, wait, hold on. There's something written on the table. Written with a lipstick. Am on island. It's a message she left for me. Am on island. Yes, but what island? What island is Lois Lane on? Is it the same island to which Holbein and Joe fled? Some bleak, desolate stretch of sand far out in the ocean? What can Superman do in the face of this new development? This new danger? Tune in next time and follow the thrilling story of Superman.
2: Up in the sky, look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman!
1: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.
0: I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater.
1: Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look!
2: It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
1: Now, Superman... Strange visitor from the destroyed planet Krypton, who has dedicated his existence on Earth to championing the weak and the oppressed. Superman, valiant fighter for truth and justice, who mingled with ordinary men disguised as mild mannered Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. As you remember, Clark Kent and Lois Lane were sent to the manufacturing town of Melville by editor Perry White to investigate a mysterious explosion in Hans Holbein's Dow factory an explosion that took a toll of 13 lives. Kent, as Superman, discovered the cause of the catastrophe and enlisted the aid of the Melville Chief of Police to bring Holbein and his helper Joe to justice. But the one mistake Superman made was to separate from Lois Lane and the police chief in his search for Holbein. When Superman returned to Holbein's house, he found the chief severely hurt from a blow on the head and Lois Lane missing together with Holbein and Joe. As our story opens today, Editor Perry White, who has come to Melville in response to Clark Kent's urgent call, is seated in the waiting room of the Melville Hospital with Kent, waiting to talk to the Chief of Police. Listen. Dr. Parker
4: wanted him surgery.
3: Dr. Parker wanted
1: him... Kent, I don't understand it. It's like a mad dream, a nightmare. If I'd thought for one moment that you and Lois were going to run into anything like this, I never would have sent you up here. Never. Oh, it wasn't your fault, Mr. White. Who could have suspected that Holbein was packing a dangerous high explosive inside his doll? I no. still can't believe it. Well, you saw one of the dolls. They were all alike. Each one contained a metal cylinder filled with some new explosive. Why, just a few grains of it almost blew up the police chief's desk. But, Kent, what was his object? What's his game? Well, we won't know that until we lay our hands on him. And when we do... Oh, I don't care about Holbein anymore, Kent. The important thing is to find Lois. Where can she be? Well, I told you all I know, Mr. White... And I got to Holbein's house after searching for him at the airport where he kept his plane. The chief was stretched out on the floor, half-conscious, and Lois was gone. But she left a message. Yes, written in lipstick on the table. But all it said was, Amon Island. Yes, yes, you told me that. But it isn't much help. Now, I've studied the map carefully. Every inch of it. There isn't an island off this coast. Not one within a thousand miles of Melville. The man at the airport said Holbein's ship only had a cruising range of 500. Well, maybe the chief can help us. You know, I hope so, Kent what's keeping that nurse? Oh, here she comes now.
4: All right, Mr. White, you can see the chief of police now.
1: Good. Come on, Kent. All right. I certainly hope the chief can give us a clue of some kind. And if he can't... Here we are. This is his room. Hello, Kent. Hello, chief. Well, this is Mr. White, editor of the Daily Planet. Oh, glad to know you, Mr. White. You had a pretty close call, chief. Yes, and if Mr. Kent hadn't come when he did, I... Probably wouldn't have been here to tell the tale. Well, we only have a few minutes, Chief. Doctor's orders. Perhaps you'd better tell us what happened. Well, when you left for the Sudbury Airport to try and find Holbein, Miss Lane and I decided to go to Holbein's house on the chance he might be there. He was there, wasn't he? Yes, he and his helper, Joe. I had Holbein covered all right until his helper leaped out of a closet and hit me over the head with the butt of a gun. Then everything went black. You didn't hear them say anything about going to some island and taking Miss Lane with them? Not a word, Ken. Tell me this, Chief. What did Holbein do with the dolls he made in his factory? He shipped them to the city by boat. By boat? Yes. He had an old 80-foot commercial fishing boat. Rebuilt it and used it to ship the dolls. Where is the boat, Chief? Well, the last time I saw it, it was tied up at its Water Street dock. I think it made a trip a few days before the factory explosion. You sure Holbein shipped the dolls to the city, Chief? I'm not sure of anything now, Kent. Not after what you discovered. The high explosives inside the dolls. Could it be possible, Mr. White, that Holbein was taking the dolls to this island Lois mentioned in her message? And not to the city. Hmm? What island? There isn't any island. Now, wait a minute, Mr. White. I've got an idea. Assume Holbein was transporting these deadly dolls to some island off the coast. If he used the rebuilt fishing boat, there's probably a navigation chart aboard. You mean a chart that will tell us where the island is? Exactly. Maybe the island's too small to appear on a map. Hey, Kent may have something there, Mr. White. Then what are we waiting for? Let's go down and search the boat. Every minute we lose may be a minute of horror for Lois. You say Holbein's boat is tied up at the foot of Water Street, Chief? Yes, I think it's called the Agnes Cave. Well, come along, Kent. All right. We'll let you know if anything develops, Chief. All right, Mr. White. In the meantime, I'll send out a five-state alarm for Miss Lane. Good luck. Thanks, Chief. I certainly hope your idea is good, Kent. Because if it isn't, I won't know where to turn next.
4: Dr. Henderson reports the ward. Springs, Dr. Henderson reports
3: the
1: ward. Well, there's the dock, Mr. White. And a fishing boat tied up alongside. Must be Holbein's. I guess I'd better park here and we can walk across the street. Hmm. Heavy mist over the harbor. Yes. We're lucky it's dark and misty. All right, this way, Mr. White. Are you sure that's Holbein's boat, Kent? Yes, yes, I can see the name on the bow. Agnes K. Doesn't look like there's anyone aboard. Well, we'll find out soon enough. Looks like a sturdy boat. Yeah, it is. Here, climb over the rail, Mr. White. Easy. Yeah. Drop down quietly. There we are. Now to look around. Keep low, Mr. White. I can see a light in one of the cabins under the pilot house. What'll we do? You climb back up on the dock and keep a lookout. I'll see who's in that cabin. Here, I'll give you a hand. Yeah. There. That does it. Now call me if anyone comes. Take care, Ken. Take care. Mr. White can't see me from the dock, so I think it's time to change to Superman. Whoever's on this boat may be dangerous. There we are. I'll just move along here in the shadows and look through the window. I hope it's Holbein... If it is... Uh, no, it isn't Holvine. It's a dark-skinned man. Spaniard or an Italian. Playing solitaire. Wonder whether he'd like company. Well, we'll see. Good evening.
3: Hey, what, what do, you, do you, want want? you want
1: here? Oh, just looking around. You the only one on the boat? Now, now you get out. You get off of this boat. Put that knife away, my friend. You may cut yourself. Now you get out of sight. Oh, it's fights you want, eh? All right, come and get it. Try this. And this. Now for the finishing touch. Now, let's see what we can find. Ah, That safe looks promising. Locked, eh? Well, it won't take long to open. Here goes. (laughs) That was too easy. Like opening a sardine can. Well, seems to be plenty of stuff inside. Ah, What's this all rolled up? Why, it's a map. A geodetic chart. Yes, this is it. Just what we need. Ah, now to change back to Clark Kent and call Mr. White. Mr. White? Mr. White? Coming, Kent. Kent. Kent, are you in trouble? No trouble, Mr. White. Come inside here, under the light. Say, what happened to that fellow on the floor? Oh, he came after me, stumbled and hit his head. Here, look. Look at this chart. What does it mean? See this neck of land running out from the mainland? Yes, yes, I see it. Well, it's at least 50 miles long, right out into the ocean. Still don't understand. Here, now look. Look close. Way out at the very tip, two pencil lines have been drawn across the land and it's marked channel. Now, that means someone, maybe Holbein, dug a channel across the neck of land, surrounding the tip completely by water and making it an island. The very island we're looking for. Kent, I believe you've hit on it. I won't waste another minute.
3: I'll
1: go down to the airport, hire a plane, and go after Lois. Now, hold on, Kent. I'm going with you. But, Mr. White... Uh, You heard what I said, Kent. I'm going with you. I won't rest easy until I see Lois alive. Speeding to the airport, Clark Kent and Editor Perry White hire a seaplane and wing out into the fog-found night. At the same moment, on a tiny man-made island 50 miles out in the ocean, Hans Holbein and his helper, Joe, listen to a police call on a powerful
3: shortwave radio.
1: Division 421, calling all Coast Guard stations and police boats, reported missing, Lois Lane, L-A-N-E, newspaper reporter, height 5 feet 4 inches, weight 110 pounds, black hair, brown eyes, last seen wearing tweed suits, brown shoes, watch all fishing boats and private planes. I will repeat... Marine
3: Division
1: 421. I don't like the way things are shaping up, Mr. Holbein. What do you mean? That Lane girl. Keeping her here ain't doing us no good. She'll just draw the cops like honey draws flies. Well, what can we do with her? Well, the barometer's falling. That means a storm's coming up. The tide's running out. I'm for putting her in a rowboat and letting her go. Out to sea. Hey, maybe you're right. Get her, Joe.
2: Come on, Cynthia. You going for a little ride? Come
1: on, come on! We've decided not to keep you here any longer, Miss Dane. That's very
2: sweet of you.
1: We're letting you go.
2: Let me go, Will.
1: Come on, here. Bring her along, Joe.
2: Stop it! Let me go, Cynthia. You can't do this. Never mind. You're going like this. You can't do this. This is another one of your tricks. There
1: ain't no trick, girlie they are just
3: going on a sea voyage. Yeah. Uh, here's the rowboat. Get her in. No, you can't do this. Come on, get in. Make it fast. Oh, no. Take oars out, Mr.
1: Holbein.
3: No, no. Okay, shove her no.
2: off. There she goes. She won't bother
3: us again.
1: Alone in a small open rowboat with a storm brewing on the dark sea, how will Lois Lane keep the tiny craft afloat until help arrives? Is help near at hand? Or will Clark Kent and Editor White be unable to find the tiny man-made island in all the far-reaching darkness? Tune in next time and follow the thrilling story of Superman.
2: Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
1: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine.
3: Behold, man. Process.
0: Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha! Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! With an exclusive loot box of prizes, nobody adore every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! Uh-huh. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeah. Woo-hoo! Yeah, we'll the with kids today, huh? with starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are box just about for all collector's aid. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x n i dot forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, dig it! You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman.
1: Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! <laughs> Up in the
2: sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And
1: now, Superman. Courageous visitor from another world who has come to earth resolved to dedicate his tremendous strength and unusual powers to the fight for truth and justice. Superman, who mingled with ordinary men disguised as mild-mannered Clark Kent, reporter for the Daily Planet newspaper. When we last saw Kent, he was piloting a seaplane in company with the planet's editor, Perry White, searching in the storm-swept darkness for a tiny man-made island 50 miles out to sea the island to which Hans Holbein and his helper Joe took Lois Lane after Superman discovered that the explosion which wrecked Holbein's doll factory was caused by a new high-powered explosive Holbein was packing inside dolls. But unknown to either Kent or Perry White, Lois is no longer on the island. Holbein and Joe have placed her in a small rowboat and set it adrift without oars. Moments by moments, the high wind and fast-stepping tide are carrying the frail boat further out to sea. All this while Clark Kent searches for an opening in the low, murky ceiling of the sky. Listen. Storm's getting worse by the minute. we just have to circle for a while. According to that navigation chart we found on Holbein's boat, we should be somewhere over the island. Kent, do you think Holbein's a foreign agent? Oh, I don't know what to think, Mr. White. Whatever he is, that accidental explosion in his factory put a crimp in his plans. If that hadn't happened, he might have gone on merrily making dolls, each one of which was a horrible instrument of death. I don't know, Kent. I'm all confused. But in the meantime, Lois may be in danger of her life, all because of me. Oh, no, you mustn't think things like that, Mr. White. Won't do any good. Hold on, I think I see an opening in the clouds.
2: Ah, we got through,
1: Mr. White. Ah, there's the ocean, 500 feet below us. Uh, It looks bad, Kent. Rough water. Can you see any land? No, just water.
2: Wind probably blew us off our course. Here, let me see that chart again, will you?
1: Here. Here it is. According to the chart, the neck of land should be somewhere in this neighborhood, unless my calculations are all wrong. Yeah, I certainly wish we had better weather. Uh, It's fierce, absolutely fierce. Even if we did find the island, Kent, do you think you can land in that running sea? I can try. We'll circle a bit. Keep your eyes open, Mr. White. Kent!
2: Kent! What's that directly below? On yes. the water. Oh, good heavens, it's a boat. A small rowboat. Uh, and there's someone in it. Look! Look, that wave almost swamped it. I'm going down.
1: Kent, now don't be a fool. You can't land here. Plain wood boat. five minutes, let see. We'll have to take our chances. There's a human being in that boat. I can't stand by and see it turn over. Kent, it's two lives against one. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe I shouldn't risk your life. Look, look, Kent. Another wave poured right over the boat. How about it, Mr. White? Shall we take a chance? I suppose we've got to, Kent. Go ahead. Oh, I knew you'd say that. All right, sir, tighten your safety belt. Here we go. Uh, We're down, Kent. You landed beautifully. Now, where's the rowboat? I can't see it.
2: Oh, neither can I.
1: Not in this pelting rain. Well, we'd better locate it in a hurry. This plane's pitching and tossing like a Bronco. Isn't built to take this kind of a beating. Look out! Here comes a wave. Oh, good thing this cabin waterproof. Now you just sit tight, Mister White. I'm going out to look for that rowboat. Out? Out where? On the wingtip. Can't see a thing through these windows. Are you mad? You'll be blown off into the sea.
2: Now oh, don't worry about me.
3: Come back. Come back here.
1: Now well, one thing this driving rain will do is keep Mister White from seeing me change to Superman. Now out on the wingtip to look for that boat. Listen to that wind screech through the struts. Must be gale force. I don't understand anybody being in a rowboat on a night like this. No, can't see it anywhere. I hope we weren't too late. No, there it is. Half swamped, wallowing. Look at that wave bearing down on it. Mountain high. No time to lose. I'll dive in after it. Oh, that wave capsized the rowboat. I may not be able to find whoever was in it. Not in this sea. Faster. Faster. Ah, Here's the boat. There's no sign of a human being. Wait, what's that bobbing up ahead? It's a man. He's sinking. Ah, Got him. Good heavens, it's a woman. It's Lois. Lois Lane, half drowned. <laughs> Calling. White shouting for help. help!
2: Look, the plane. A wave hit it and turned it over. It's going down. Hold on, Mr. White.
3: Hold on. Oh! He has
1: chance. chance. I can't make much speed with one arm. I must keep Lois's
2: head above water. <laughs> Mr. White. Mr. White.
1: Oh, the plane sank like a rock. There's nothing but an oily film on the water. Mr. White! Mr. White! Oh, he's gone. Probably went under with the plane. There might be a slim chance of finding him if I dove down, but that would mean leaving Lois to drown. No, I can't take that chance. Got to get her to a doctor before it's too late. Up! Up! And away! Giant bird, Superman wings for the mainland. The unconscious form of Lois lay in his arms, leaving behind only a smear of oil to mark the spot where the plane sank to a watery grave. Meanwhile, on the tiny island, Hans Holbein and Joe listen intently for a familiar sound that has come to them over the storm. I don't hear it no more, Mr. Holbein. You're sure it was a plane? Yeah, I couldn't miss it. The fools. Do they expect to pick us out in this weather? And even if they did, how could they land? What about when the storm clears and it's daylight? Well, what about it? You'll see the shack, that storage house where you keep the dolls. You know, Mr. Holbein, I suppose it's none of my business, but I still don't get the point in a load in the island with them powder-filled dolls. You're being paid and paid well, aren't you? That's enough. It ain't that, Mr. Holbein. I was just wondering. You've been carting that high-powered stuff over here for almost a year. And I would have kept carting it. If that Peter's numbskull hadn't brought the lighted match into an open case of dolls and caused the factory to blow up... I know. But what are you going to do with all the stuff that's here now? Almost a ton of it. What am I going to do with it? (laughs) You don't know, eh? Sell it to the government, maybe? For money? No. Money is nothing. Power. Power is the important thing. With this weapon, I will someday rule the universe, yes. One pound of it dropped from a plane will level a great city. I will rule the land and rule the sea. Yeah, but supposing the cops or the coast guard find us stuff here, then what? That plane I heard flying around here wasn't flying around just for the ride. Not in this storm. Don't worry. Even if they do find us, not one ounce of my explosives will fall into their hands. How come? You see this cabinet built into the wall? I open the door. There, now. What's inside, Joe? Looks like a master switch with a clock attached to it. You are 100% right, Joe. A master switch with a clock attached to it. Yes, I think I'd better wind the clock. That's better. What's the switch for, Mr. Holbein? You are very curious, Joe. But it doesn't matter. I'll tell you what the switch is for. You see, I realize that someday an accident might happen. Like the explosion in a doll factory. An accident that would put the police on my trail. And so I prepared. Prepared what? Buried deep in the sand. All over the island are hundreds of pounds of my explosives. Electrical wires lead to this switch. If danger threatens, I set the clock for five minutes, ten minutes, an hour, as I please. Throw the switch. And within the time I have chosen, the island will blow up into a million fragments and disappear into the sea. You mean there'll be nothing but water where the island is now? I mean just that.
3: Oh! Oh!
1: Hey,
2: what was that?
1: Someone's calling for help. Outside, open the door. Come oh! a man. on the water off the beach. So go get him, but the careful. it may be a trap.
3: Captain!
1: Bring him in, Joe.
2: Underhand. hand. The guy wore it off. Uh, uh, up.
1: Ah,
2: that's
1: it. Uh, close it off. He must have fallen off a boat. Oh, I don't think so. See what he has in his coat pockets. A lot of wet papers. Yeah, let me have them. Ah. Huh. This is very interesting. What is it, Mr. Holborn? This man is Perry White, editor of the Daily Planet. Hey, that means they're around here someplace. They know where we are. Stop shaking like that. Tie him up quickly. There's rope in the corner. Now, hurry! there's not much time. What are you going to do? Oh, never mind. All finished? Yeah. You won't get loose. All right. Stand up.
2: Hey. Hey, what are you pointing a gun at me for?
1: Turn around, Joe, and put your hands behind you. Hey, what's the big idea? You ask too many questions, Joe. You're too curious. Men who are curious can't be busted. There. That fixes your wrist. Yes, this rope came in handy. Hey, you ain't gonna leave me here. Now go down, down on your stomach. Hey, don't leave me here,
2: please, please don't leave me here. Now, a
1: few turns of the rope around your
2: ankle. No, uh,
1: tighten it up. And we're through. I didn't mean nothing. Why, well, you can trust me. I'll set the clock for ten minutes. That'll uh, give me enough time to get off in my plane. The wind's down. No,
3: no, no,
2: not that. There,
1: there, that does it, are.
2: Now to cross oh, me. No, please, Mr. Holbein. Don't leave me here. I don't want to die.
1: Sorry, Joe. No. But I can't take any chances. No.
2: Goodbye, Joe. No. Come back. Come back. Come back. Holbein.
1: Come back! Only ten short minutes before Hans Holbein's diabolical instrument of destruction blows the tiny island apart and makes it vanish into the sea. Taking Editor Perry White and Joe with it. What chance of either of them? with Superman speeding in the opposite direction after having snatched Lois Lane from a watery grave. Tune in next time and hear the startling climax of the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's
2: a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
1: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine
0: you're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman.
1: Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky, look!
2: It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
1: Now, Superman. Courageous visitor from the planet Krypton, who has come to Earth, resolved to dedicate himself to the fight for truth and justice. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, a speeding bullets to its target, and who mingles with ordinary men disguised as Clark Kent, a mild-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet newspaper. When we last saw Superman, he was hurtling through the storm-swept night after rescuing Lois Lane from a watery grave. Under the impression that editor Barry White had drowned when the seaplane they were flying sank, Superman hurried to the mainland with Lois' unconscious form in his arms. But miraculously, Editor White managed to fight his way through the stormy sea to the tiny island where Hans Holbein had stored more than a ton of a new, dangerous explosive. Learning the editor's identity, Holbein ordered Joe, his helper, to tie him up. Then, turning on Joe, Holbein bound his wrists and ankles, set a time clock to blow the island up in ten minutes, and left in his private plane, safe in the thought that all the evidence against him would soon be underwater. 60 seconds of time. On the floor of the island shack, Editor White is still unconscious from exhaustion, and Joe struggles to free himself
3: from his bonds while the time clock ticks off. Listen. No. It's, it's no use.
1: The more I move around, the tighter the rope gets. only that clock would stop ticking. I knew find a new double cross me. I knew it. And now I haven't got a chance. No uh, chance in the world. I don't know, though. Maybe if that guy White come, too, we can help each other. White. White. Wake up.
2: Wake up, White. His lips are moving. White, wake up.
3: Where
1: am I? Don't talk. Don't talk. Just listen to me. You're on an island. Can't hold my island. He's got high explosives buried all over it. And in ten minutes, maybe five minutes, the Allen's gonna blow up.
3: Listen.
1: You hear that clock? Yes. Yes, I hear it. That's a time clock. Orbine said it before he left. Figured on getting rid of both of us. But we can fool him now. Look. Look, I'm backing up against you. Now, you try and loosen the rope around my wrist. Go on, go on, try. I I can't. My fingers are now my. I can't move them. Can't you do something? No. I'm sorry. All right, then. We'll work the other way. Call us in your ropes.
3: There.
2: Quick, quick. There ain't much time. Now, hold still. Hold still. Ooh. No, move over there. No. No. not that's
1: tight. I jump them. I did it to hold. <laughs> no, it's no use. I can't budge him. We're gone Maybe help will come before the island blows up. No. No, help ain't coming tonight. And when it does come, we'll be down with the fishers, you and me. I knew Holbein had double-crossed me. I knew it. How do you happen to be here? I work for Holbein. My name's Joe. He paid me good money to do his dirty jobs. I should have known he'd cross me up with them dolls. Where did Holbein ship the dolls, Joe? Right to this island. There's a ton of that explosive stuff in the storage house. The way he told it, he was going to get to run the world. One pound of the stuff he said... Grow up a city. And there's a hundred pounds buried on this island waiting to go off. Oh, if that clock had only stopped ticking. It's driving me nuts. Joe, what did Holbein do with Miss Lane, a newspaper reporter? We brought her here. And we set her loose in a rowboat without any oars. I wish I'd done it to him, the rat. That was the rowboat we saw, Kent and I. It had Lois in it. What? What's that what? one? No, oh, nothing, Joe, nothing. Oh. Uh, uh, well, how long has it been since Holbein set the time clock, Joe? I don't know. It seemed like an hour. Five minutes, do you think? Yeah, I guess so. What's the use it to figure I guess all we got to do is lay here and wait.
3: Yeah.
1: All we got to do is lay here and wait. And as the precious seconds slip by on the little island 50 miles out to sea, Clark Kent leaves the hospital where he had taken Lois. Stepping into a shadowed doorway, he drops the meek, mild-mannered demeanor of the reporter and becomes Superman, strong and determined. Listen, Lois at death's door. Mr. White missing, lost in the ocean. I certainly have made a mess of this. There's one thing I will do. Catch Holbein and make him pay for everything that's happened. Now that I'm alone, I don't need a plane. I can find that island by myself. Storm's over. The night's clear. Holbein, you'll be sorry you ever started with me. Because if there's one man on earth I despise, that man is you. Up, up, and away! What's that up ahead in the sky? Looks like the wing lights of a plane. That's what it is. A plane coming from the direction of Holbein's Island. I'll get above it. For all I know, it may be Holbein himself. Up, up! Doc, it is Holbein's plane. I remember the number on it. This is the first lucky break I've had. I'll follow him back to the airport and corner him alone. He's circling, getting ready to land. All right, Holbein, I'll land too. And I'll be waiting for you on the road when you drive from the airport. Planting himself in the middle of the only road leading from the Sudbury Airport, Superman waits for Hans Holbein's car to come along. His keen hearing detects an approaching motor, and he stands at rigid attention, every rippling muscle tense. Here he comes, traveling fast. And if he doesn't stop, I'll stop him. Ah, he's seen me, and he's stopping. Hey, what's the big idea? Is your name Hans Holbein? Yes, what of it? I want to talk to you. Get out of that car. Say, uh, who do you think you uh, are? Read it.
3: Oh, so that's the way you want to play, Holbein, eh?
1: All right. Your car is fast, but Superman is faster. Here I come, after you.
2: Didn't expect to see me again, did you, Holbein? Hey,
3: let
2: go. I'm crash! No, you won't crash, Holbein. But
1: the car will out you come ah! There we are, Holbein, safe and sound on the road. now, maybe you're in a better humor to talk. What do you want? Who are you? Never mind that, I'll ask the questions. You were responsible for the death of 13 people when your doll factory exploded, weren't you? No, 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 no. It was an accident. Maybe the explosion was an accident, but packing the stuff that caused the explosion inside your dolls was no accident. How do you know that? I know everything, Holbein. I know that you sent a helpless girl out in a rowboat during the height of a storm. I know that you tried to take the life of that same girl, Lois Lane, by placing her under a condemned wall at your factory. I know this much, Holbein. I have enough evidence against you to send you to the electric chair. No, no. You can't prove anything. I can prove everything. But there's still one little matter that needs clearing up. Where are the deadly dolls you made in your factory? Where have you taken them? I won't answer. I don't have to answer. Oh, you don't, eh? Well, maybe this will loosen your tongue.
2: Oh, help! Oh, help. help. You're breaking my arm. I won't stop no. at your
1: arms. Where are the dolls? No. Oh, you're killing me. Then talk. Where are they? Uh, on, on the island. That's better. Just as I think it. That cooks your goose, Holbein. When the police search that island and find all that explosive on it, you're finished. Uh, but they won't find it. They won't find anything. What? They won't even find the island. What do you mean? In two minutes, the island will be gone, together with whoever's on it. Who is on it? Joe, and and that editor, White Perry. White alive? Uh, Hold on, you're lying. Oh, no. no, I'm not lying. It's the truth. But there's nothing you can do about it. I was smart. I fixed it so the island would explode and sink into the sea. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, isn't there? We'll see about that. Two minutes, you say. All right, Holbein, you're going for a fast ride. Oh, no, no, no. Let me down now. You'll kill me. Up! Up! And away! With speed almost matching that of light, Superman streaks for the doomed island, clutching the terrified figure of Hunt Holbein under his arm. Out into the night, across the now placid waters, he wings like an arrow, with a tiny spot of land in the far-flung immensity of the sea, racing against time, racing against death, finally dropping down and landing on the sandy shore near the shack.
3: Ah,
1: ah Holbein fainted. Well, small wonder. I'll leave him here on the sand. Mr. White must be in that shack up ahead. There's a light burning. Mr. White! Mr. White! What? What's that? Explosions. The island's rocking. Breaking apart. Am I too late? No, it can't be. Look, the shack is collapsing. The roof's falling in. He'll be killed unless I get to him quickly. Got to pull the shack apart. Keep the timbers off him. There. That does it.
2: Now, where is he? Mr. White! Mr. White! Here he is struck by a falling beam, unconscious. There isn't much time, seconds, the island's sinking. Up with him, up, and out, and away! The
1: following day, in the editorial offices of the Daily Planet, we find Clark Kent entering the office of Terry White. Oh, if you can. Come in, close the door. How's Lord. He's fine, Mr. White. Rallied beautifully. Oh, I'm glad of that. Oh, by the way, I just got the Coast Guard report on that island. Oh? It disappeared under the sea just as Holbein set it was. That's amazing. And Holbein and Joe disappeared with it. You know, I still don't understand how you got me out of that shack. I told you, I hired a boat, went over to the island, and got you on board a minute before the explosion started. It's a miracle, Kent. Just a miracle. You know, I, I think you deserve a vacation. <laughs> Not just now, Mr. White. I want to hang around and see how Lois gets along. I'm going back to the hospital now. Oh, so that's how it is, eh? Well, good luck, son.
3: Thanks,
2: Mr. White.
1: For the moment, all is well with Lois Lane, Editor White, and Superman. But unknown to any of them, a new adventure, more dangerous perhaps than any they have taken part in before, is slowly brewing. Don't forget to tune in next time for the beginning of the new story. Tune in and follow the thrilling adventures of Superman.
2: Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
1: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
1: Presenting the transcription feature... Superman!
2: Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's
3: Superman!
1: Now Superman, courageous visitor from the planet Krypton, who has come to Earth, resolved to dedicate his life to the fight for truth and justice. Superman, who can bend steel in his bare hands, race a speeding bullet to a target, and who mingled with ordinary men disguised as Clark Kent, a mild-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet newspaper. As our story opens today, we find Clark Kent and Lois Lane, the Daily Planet star woman reporter, on their way to cover the opening day celebration of the Happyland Amusement Park, a gay, newly constructed playland on the outskirts of Metropolis. To Clark Kent, accustomed to exciting adventures, it seems like a mild assignment but Lois Lane has more than just a casual interest in Happyland Amusement Park. She explains her interest to Kent as they drive along. Let's listen.
4: I want to give Happyland all the publicity we can, Mr. Kent. Light it up that Every person in Metropolis will want to visit the new amusement park.
1: You're uh, having a financial interest in it, have you, Miss Lane?
4: No, but I have a personal interest in Nancy Bardet.
1: Nancy Bardet? Who's she?
4: She owns Happyland. I've known her a great many years, and... I'd move heaven and earth to help her. Uh-huh. She's only a youngster, just turned 19, and she needs help badly.
2: Don't you think running an amusement park is rather a big order for a
4: 19-year-old girl? Oh, it's a very big order. That's why I want to help her as much as I can. You see, her father built Happy Land. It was his dream of a lifetime to own a big amusement park. dream, unfortunately, that never became a reality.
1: Why, what do you mean? It's been built, hasn't it? Isn't it having its grand opening today?
4: Yes, but... Nancy's father, Colonel Bardet, died six weeks ago.
1: Oh, that's too bad.
4: Yes, it was a terrible blow for Nancy, and she wanted to give Happy Land up, but I convinced her that her father had wanted her to carry on. she has been brave about it, but success in an amusement park requires more than bravery. Think what we can give it. Publicity. Well,
1: don't worry about that. There's a parade through the town, isn't there? Yes,
4: with floats, animals, clowns, and a calliope. Nancy's leading the parade in a special carriage drawn by six white horses Well,
1: with that sort of a send-off There's no reason why Happyland shouldn't be a success
4: Oh, I hope so Of course, it has competition
1: Another amusement park?
4: Well, not exactly It's more of a carnival In fact, it's called Carnival Town a man named Martin runs it Midway Martin Uh-huh And Nancy's been telling me that he... Oh, here we are Drive right through the gate You can park alongside that car
1: Say, this is quite a place. Carousels, Ferris wheels, games of Chance. Hey, look at that roller coaster.
4: Oh, that's a mile high. Sure, that's the main feature of the amusement park. It's called the sky chaser. Boy, I wouldn't ride on that for $100. Why not? Don't you like thrills? I don't like roller coasters. Oh, look. Hmm? See the parade forming over there? Look at the elephants and the clowns. Oh, yeah. And that silver carriage is the one Nancy's riding in. Gee, aren't those the most beautiful white horses you've ever seen?
3: Yeah, that's swell.
1: High-spirited,
4: too. Nancy's probably over in that tent. They're temporary headquarters until she can get around to building an office. Come on, I'll introduce you to her. All right.
1: See, hey, everything looks so new and bright. I'm going for a ride on that sky-chaser one of these days.
4: The pleasure's all yours. I'll stick to the carousel. The answer, Midway Martin, is No. And it will always be known. I
2: wouldn't be too Can't sure, Miss Bardette. Martin, I him. am sure. Now, if you don't
4: mind, get off my property. What's Martin Ward. What?
2: I'm a man of few words, Miss yes. Bardette. But when I say something, I generally mean it. There ain't room in this town for two amusement parks.
1: Then you can move out. Oh, uh, no, no. That's not the way I figure it. I'm ready to pay 15000 cash for Happy Land. That's a fair price. I'm
4: not interested now, get out before I
1: have
2: you thrown out. Good girl. She you won't have me thrown out, Miss Bardette. A Last chance. Do you want the 15 grand?
4: I said get out.
2: Okay, sister. But you'll
1: be sorry. This place won't last a week if I have anything to do with it. Happy land, Huh? <laughs> You won't be so happy by the time I get through.
4: He's coming out of the tent. Oh, I could wring his neck. He's a mean-looking cuss, isn't he? I'm glad Nancy told him a thing or two. Come on, she's alone now. <laughs> Hello, Nancy. You couldn't help overhearing your conversation with Midway Martin and... Oh, darling, you're crying. Oh, I can't go through with this, Lois. I just can't. Now, don't be silly. Do you mean to say you'd let a man like Midway Martin upset all your plans? It's not Martin alone. It's everything. Oh, I'm ready to scream. Well, don't. Because it might frighten Mr. Kent. Nancy, this is Clark Kent, one of the Daily Planet's bright young reporters. How do you do, Miss Fadette? Oh, I'm sorry to have you find me like this, Mr. Kent, but everything seemed to pile up at once. And then they have Midway Martin barging. for well, what did he want, Nancy? Happyland for $15,000. He raised it from his original offer of ten. I suppose he thinks Happyland is too much competition for his carnival town.
1: Has he, uh, has he threatened you before, Miss Bardette? I mean, the way he did a few minutes ago?
4: I don't remember any threats, Mr. Kent.
1: Well, he said Happy Land wouldn't last a week if he had anything to do with it. Oh,
4: he was just talking. Don't put silly ideas into Nancy's head. What if Martin did make threats? After we get done splashing the Happy Land amusement park across the front page of the Daily Planet. Well, he won't have a single customer at his old carnival town. You're sweet, no All right. Dry your eyes. Dry your nose. When does the parade start? Any minute now. Yeah, I ride in the carriage with you, Nancy? Give me a better picture of the crowds lying the streets. Of course. Well, what about you, Mr. Kent?
1: No, I, uh, I think I'll just wander around and gather material for my story. Uh, Miss Lane can handle the parade angle.
4: Uh,
1: incidentally, where is Carnival Town?
4: Clark Kent, if you so much as mention Carnival Town in your story, I'll never speak to you again. Ah,
1: don't worry. I won't. Where is it, Miss Bardette?
4: About five miles from here, on the
3: Loganville Road. Huh?
1: Already, Miss Bardette. Parade's starting. I'll
4: be right out, Kelly. Okay. Who's he? A man I hired to sort of superintend things. He seems to know his business. Well, I suppose we'll have to go. Well, now, come on. Chin up. Big, broad smile, Nancy. You know, this is a big day.
1: Best of luck, Miss Bardette. I'll see you later. All
4: right. Thank you, Mr. Kent. Get a good story and a big one.
1: I have a feeling there's a story here neither of them suspect. I didn't like Midway Martin's face. A man with a face like his is capable of almost anything. I think I'll just take a little ride over to Carnival Town and have a little talk
3: with him. Come in. Uh, good
1: afternoon, Mr. Martin. What do you want? Well, uh, I'm a strong man, and I thought maybe you had a job. For we're me. not hiring X now. Well, I, I'm really good, Mr. Martin. I can, well, I can bend a horseshoe and drive a spike through a six-inch board hey, Listen, with my... buddy, I say we're not hiring nobody now. That enough? Uh-huh. Uh, do you think maybe I could uh, get work over at Happy Land? What? Don't make me laugh. Well, I should think they could use a good strong man at Happy Land. Hey, listen! All they'll need at Happy Land in a couple of hours, buddy, is some headache powders. What do you mean? Never mind what I mean. Beat it. I got things to do. Go on, scram. Oh, sorry you can't use me, Mister Mark. Goodbye. Now, what did he mean by saying that all they'll need at Happy Land in a couple of hours will be headache powders? Something's brewing. Yeah, but what? Maybe I'd better get back to the parade and keep an eye on Lois and Nancy Bardet. Wait. Who's that getting out of that car that just pulled up? Good grief, it's Kelly. Nancy Bardet's superintendent. Uh, And he's going in to see Midway Martin. Well, I guess I'd better hang around. If Clark Kent can't get any information from Midway Martin, maybe Superman can. Silent and unseen, Superman slips to the rear door of Midway Martin Shack to learn, if possible, why Kelly, Nancy Bardett's superintendent, is visiting the owner of Carnival Town. Meanwhile, the Happyland Amusement Park Parade is making its triumphal way through the streets of Metropolis to the wild acclaim of enthusiastic thousands who line the curb. In the silver carriage leading the parade, Nancy Bardet beams as she holds the reins that guide the six beautifully groomed white horses.
3: anything
4: like this, Lois. Oh, Nessie, it's thrilling. Look at all those people. Listen to them cheer. If only Father were here to see. You. Oh, darling, he'd be proud of you. The Metropolis has never seen anything quite like this. Why, Happy Land will be jammed tonight. Whoa there, Teddy. Whoa. What's the matter? The lead horse on the right is acting up. Well, even he's excited. Well, you can't blame him. Nessie, you have thing to worry about from now on. With Happyland a success... You can live like a queen. And I have you to thank for it, Lois. If it hadn't been for all the encouragement you gave me, I never would have carried on. Nonsense. Well, that's the Barnett blood in here. Whoa, Dandy. Whoa, Prince. Steady. The noise of the crowd. Frightening me. Whoa, Prince. Steady. Nancy, can you hold them? I don't know. They're all acting strange. Steady. Whoa, don't you think we better stop? Whoa, Dandy. Whoa, Nancy! They're moving. No, I can't hold, hold them. Jump, Nancy! Jump! No, we're going too fast. You'll be it killed. No, no, no! They're wild, running away. Harry's shaking, swaying from side to side. What can we do, Nothing. Nancy? The rain staff. The horses are headed for Maple Street where the bridge is being repaired. They'll go right through. We'll be killed. No, no! That can't happen. It's Captain. The right
2: front wheel. It's loose. It's coming off.
1: Thundering hoofbeats echo through the crowd lined street as the six white horses, suddenly gone wild, carry the swaying silver carriage to almost certain doom. While the thousands of people who only a moment ago were cheering wildly look on aghast. What will the two fear stricken girls do to avoid serious injury or even sudden death? What will be the outcome with Superman five miles away, all unconscious of what is happening? Tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature,
3: Superman. Up
2: in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
1: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.